0: liars for hire liars for hire hi everyone welcome to liars for hire minus one um, I'm, I'm debating on whether or not to call this liars two higher or liars three higher um, because liars 4 higher is, you know, assuming the, the number four, and I'm wondering if it should be minus one or divided in half. I'm wondering which is more sort of sound. Um, this is an episode that I'm recording by myself, because uh, I couldn't record yesterday, and Jackson can't record today, um, and it is currently the day before Monday, and so I'm just thinking, like, all right, we want to get something out, so I'm going to record half a long podcast, a podcast that's half as long with just me. So, if you're looking to fall asleep right now to the sound of my voice, please do so. Um, I don't expect anybody to listen to this entire thing intently, thinking that I've got some important things to say, because truly I do not. I've just hit record on Audacity and I'm going to talk for the next 30 minutes. What about? I'm not sure. Probably Resident Evil 7, which I've been playing a lot lately. And we'll figure something out together, okay? So... First of all, what's Jackson doing? That's a great question. Jackson is uh, out. He's He is out, and he's hanging out with some people today. Uh, I don't know what, exactly what it is he's doing, nor do I think it's my place to sort of uh, divulge that information without Jackson's permission, but he is out, and uh, he's about. Uh, Second question: Is Jackson uh, is Jackson doing skateboarding tricks? Probably not. No, not this time. A lot of the time when Jackson goes out, he's doing skateboarding tricks, and I think that's awesome. But not this time. This time he's doing. I think he's. I think he's doing conversational tricks, uh, wooing people. Perhaps maybe getting some numbers. I don't know. Truly, I just don't know. That's his business, not on mine. Uh, question three. What am I going to be talking about? Well, up until this point, I've kind of just been giving you exactly what I've been thinking. It's been a stream of consciousness type thing. You know, eventually I'll probably have to run... I'll I'll, I'll, run out of, like, stuff to say and I'll have to actually put thought into the words that I'm saying. But until then, you know, here we are. It may also involve me just literally going to the bathroom in the middle of the podcast, and I won't cut that out. Uh, but, you know, who cares? Uh, now, what have I been doing? That's a great question. Uh, the reason I couldn't record yesterday is because it turns out that my dog, uh, he, he's getting pretty old and my, my parents have been talking about uh, uh, putting him to sleep. And I, I don't want to say putting him down because that that implies like, oh, you know, we had to or like it was important for the safety of others. That's not really the case. We're just putting him to sleep because he's genuinely just very old. Uh, I, I was sad about it because, you know, he was a very good friend of mine and he had been since I was 10 years old. But, you know, uh, at the end of the day, we gave him love and protection and and safety and uh, companionship for uh, 12 years, and he lived past his life expectancy, so really, you know, we did everything we could do. He's not succumbing to to injury or sickness, it's just old age, so it is what it is. I won't talk too extensively about that, because that's kind of a big bummer, but you get the idea. Now, what did I do today? That's a great question. Recently, I've been really, really into Resident Evil Seven speedrunning. Um, my current uh, personal best is one hour, forty-four minutes, and thirty-seven seconds, which I just got today. I was streaming it, and um, I, I, I've been thinking about why Resident Evil Seven in particular hooked me as much. Because I've never, I've never like speedrun a game before. I don't know if it's speedrun or speed run, or run uh, but I, I've never I've never sped run a game before, um, and I I like even before I was like looking at strats and routing and official stuff like for the speed run, um, I never you know I, I was doing like really basic stuff. I think the game kind of incentivizes it because there's a an achievement that you can get by beating the game in under four hours. I'm gonna take a sip of water, and so just. Naturally, um, the game just is like, hey, we're going to push you to speedrun. And I think that's kind of like what made me acquainted to the route in general, or at least the idea of just getting through it as fast as possible. But it's been a lot of fun. I, I, I joined the speedrunning discord, and I've, I've met some cool people, and they're all very kind and supportive. And <clears throat> It's like you always hear that about speedrunning communities. You always hear like, you know oh, every, they're all so nice and encouraging and they're willing to share information and stuff. And that's true. I, I, I never thought that would be as true as it is, but it's very, very true. Um, currently, uh, the speedrunning category that I... There there are four, like, main categories. There's easy, new game, easy new game plus, madhouse, and madhouse new game plus. The reason there's no normal is because uh, the only difference between normal and easy mode is, like... Enemies take less damage, or rather, you do less damage. Enemies have the same amount of health, and you you just do less damage. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I run new game easy. The most competitive uh, category is new game plus easy, which allows you to start with all the new game plus stuff. Um, but I don't like doing that. I, li- I like the I like new game easy because it's sort of um, it, uh, it. There's more resource management, and resource management is cool you know, you gotta pick shit up, you gotta make more ammo I just think it's really, really interesting and uh, a lot more engaging of a speedrun uh, it takes a little bit longer, but you know, also it, it um uh, it, it's not as hotly contested as New Game Plus Easy and uh, I think that it, you know, running New Game Plus Easy and getting, you know 257th place versus running New Game Easy and getting, you know, 55th place, the 55th place just t- just feels better, you know, even if there's like a you know, uh, a one three to one ratio uh, difference in terms of the amount of runs. There are currently, I think, something like three hundred and fifteen for New Game Plus Easy, whereas there's only ninety or eighty nine actually for New Game Easy. So uh, it's just easier to get a better time. Uh, I mean, you're guaranteed to get within the top one hundred because a hundred runs haven't even been submitted yet. But you know, anyway. Uh, I've been really having fun with Resident Evil 7. Uh, I really like the characters, and I like the setting, and I like, you know, just a whole lot about it. Uh, It was one of the first horror games that I really, like, bought for myself when it came out. Um, Because when I was younger, like, gosh, I think this obsession started when I was, like, probably 11 or 12. But I I, I would look up um, on YouTube, like, you know, Silent Hill 4 all bosses or silent hill you know 2 all so now i think the first one that i really got into was silent hill homecoming all bosses because i've always really really loved monster design like in horror specifically i've i've always been super into monster design and horror as an idea or as a concept I'm, i even though i'm kind of a big wuss i um oh, oh excuse me i uh, i've always really been into scary stuff you know i love i love the scp foundation i love i've, I've always loved creepy pasta and And stuff like that. Um, uh, But yeah, no, so horror in general has always been a big attractor for me. And uh, I was finally at the age where I was, like, making money uh, when uh, Resident Evil 7 came out so I could buy it for myself. And it was very exciting, you know? And I I think I streamed the first time I played it um, only after having watched a whole lot of other people on YouTube play it because I just could not help myself. I only watched the first, like, third of the game, though before I bought it and streamed it for myself, but, uh, I I was still spoiled a little bit on the beginning part, but, uh, you know, either way, I really enjoyed it, and I still do enjoy it, and that's why I speedrun it. Um, aside from that, today I played Sea of Thieves with some friends. Uh, I played it with, uh, Robbie and D.Y. and Callie, uh, and it was fun, and, uh, Sea of Thieves is, like, it's enjoyable. I really do enjoy Sea of Thieves. I enjoy the pirating and I enjoy the, you know, the, the sailing around and the the exploration and the PvE and stuff like that. I think, truly, that PvP PvP, while it's a unique sort of design concept, especially within that game specifically and sort of how it presents it and wraps it up, I think PvP is too incentivized. I think stealing shit is too incentivized, and killing your, uh, killing other players is too incentivized. Um, I think there's too much of a focus and too much of a reward system based around the player interaction, um, which I know I, I feel like it's very selfish of me to say that, you know, because, like the whole, po- the whole point of of uh, Sea of Thieves, is that it's you know a big open ocean with a bunch of actual players that are other pirates and the player interaction is kind of is kind of limited to PVP because you can't like you you can make alliances, but nobody wants to make alliances. It's the, it's the prisoner's dilemma, you know, or not the prisoner's dilemma. It's like that thing where it's like, uh, there are four outcomes. You both, you, you, you two people have buttons. Uh, if one person's put, if one person pushes the button and the other person doesn't, Then, uh, the person who pushes the button will get a reward and the other person will get punished. If you both push the button, you both get punished. Uh, and if neither of you push the button, then, uh, fucking both of you get, oh my god, it's like, uh, get nothing but neither of you are punished. Um... And so you're incentivized to not press the button, but if you don't press the button, there's also the chance that the other person will press the button and uh they'll get a re- they'll get a reward and you'll get punished right um well, so it's three outcomes, not four but uh that's like the thing is that when you approach an enemy ship in sea of thieves, that same thing happens that same sort of dilemma where uh if you if you're the first one to cause problems, then you know you're the aggressor. Uh, if you do nothing, you're leaving yourself open, um, and if you both do nothing, then, you know, nothing happens, but at the same time, you know, if, if you leave yourself open, then you're leaving yourself open. If you don't attack, you're leaving yourself open. If you're not the one to shoot first, then you're the one who's gonna get shot first, or is has the chance of getting shot first, and, um, so, you know, that's why it's so hard to make alliances and see if thieves with people that you don't know already. Um... I think uh I think that it's it's unfortunate that the main way they're sort of going about uh bolstering player interaction is by uh you know, rewarding more PvP, uh player versus player. Um and uh, I think I I think if there were more like if there was, there, there are ways to like sign up with alliances uh, or like align yourself with certain trade companies uh, like the gold hoarders or the the soul searchers or fucking whatever. Um, if there was some like charter that you could get on um, and, you know, if, if enough people signed up for like a certain alliance in a single server, then, you know, new special events would be unlocked that, uh, that incentivize working together. I think that would be a lot more fun. As it stands, the only real player player interactions that's encouraged is going to another person and killing them and stealing their shit. That's kind of like the only thing that's really encouraged, which is really unfortunate because I feel like I feel like I feel like Sea of Thieves has thieves, Sea of Thieves has always had this problem of uh, <clears throat> just there being a core gameplay loop, and the core gameplay loop is fun, but then. You finish the core gameplay loop and then there's nothing else to do. Um, you know, and you, you can you can continue with that core gameplay loop ad add item. you know, you can just keep doing it forever and keep watching the numbers go up go up and that's fine. But after a while, you know getting on getting on your ship and fucking going to an island and digging up the treasure and then going to another island, digging up the treasure, and then turning all the treasure in while avoiding enemy ships, or, you know, going to an island and fighting a bunch of skeletons and going to another island, fighting a bunch of other skeletons and going to another island, but instead going and selling all their skulls, uh, that loop gets boring. And eventually, you see all the islands, you know? There's only... There's a set map um, in Sea of Thieves, and all the islands are always in the same place. And... uh... You know, everything is all, you know, set in stone. The only thing that's randomized is enemy spawning. and uh, even that is uh, you know it's still sort of uh kind of tied to certain areas of a map. Um and it's all it's 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 really unfortunate. And it, it, like I said, this is this has been the problem six, since twenty sixteen with Sea of Thieves. Um But uh you know, so I I, I just in general I have fun sometimes with Sea of Thieves, but other times it's just, like, I'd rather be doing something else. I've, I've been thinking lately about, like, how much of a gamer I actually am, you know? And I, I, I say gamer not, like, in the meme sense, but in the actual, like, somebody who plays video games, and that's, like, their main thing sense. Um, I think I enjoy video games uh, in the same way people enjoy books without being a reader, or enjoy movies without being, like, a cinema guy, you know? I think I just like playing video games sometimes. And there will be swaths of time where I just don't... I, I just don't play a video game. You know, I, I don't play a video game for a long while, and, you know, it'll go on for, like, a week or two. And it's not because I'm depressed or anything, it's just like, nah, I don't really feel like playing a video game right now. Like, um... This year... No. This year and last year, um... I, I went through two little i guess periods of time where i watched a bunch of movie series uh, last year i watched all the harry potter movies and really enjoyed it and then this year i watched uh most of the marvel movies and then i kind of fell off around i think guardians of the galaxy 2 uh and um no i think the last one i watched was spider-man homecoming um and then i i, I stopped uh I'd like to get back on that because all I think all the all, pretty much all the movies after that are good except for Captain Marvel. I never finished Captain Marvel. Anyway, um, uh, so yeah, it, it's like game. I'm I'm not really much of a, and I I know this is sort of ironic considering I'm you know I I consider myself a let's player, but I I don't I wouldn't really consider myself a gamer. You know, um, I I sort of just uh I sort of just like games, and I think that's fine. You know, I I, I think that. Tying yourself down to a certain title uh, is really reductive, you know? Uh, I I feel like by putting yourself in a box, uh, you're really limiting your ability to see yourself in any other way. Which, you know, it's not like, oh, you put yourself in the box and so you're you're psychologically locked down to this one sort of subset of humanity. Uh, But it's, you know... in in linguistics or in anthropology, linguistics are are like thought to carry a whole lot of weight and a whole lot of power, you know. And uh, the, the the terminology and the verbiage that you use to describe certain things very deeply reflect how you sort of see the world and interpret it and and communicate uh, your worldview to others. So, which I it seems obvious, but it, I don't know. It it it's more important and deep than you may think. Um, I actually th- that reminds me of a, a a phone call that I was having with my dad a couple months ago, where um one of our one of uh I don't know how to describe this family. It, it, it's just it's a family that is a f- you know family friends. Uh, it's like a family that's a that's just full of family friends. So it's just a a friend family, I guess. <laughs> um, but one of one of the people from that um. From that particular family uh, had been taking estrogen. they were uh, assigned male at birth and they'd been taking estrogen and my dad called me about it to let me know um, and he was like, yeah so you know they' they're taking they're taking estrogen now and you know i I'm, I'm not entirely sure what their pronouns are um and my my dad was raised Mormon, um, which is a subset of uh, Christianity uh typically very strict, kind of seen as weirder um and he he we sort of broke out of it um, when I was around fifteen when I came out as gay. that's an entirely different story, though. Um, But, uh, yeah, he said, so it turns out, you know, they've been taking estrogen because it it turns out that that's sort of like what their brain needed to feel balanced. Um, And I've been doing a lot of, this is as my dad, I've been doing a lot of thinking about that. Uh, And, uh, you know, I've decided that to really let people flourish, you can't put them in boxes and expect them to be their full selves. You can't just... Diagnosed somebody as a way to be, and then that's how they are. And, you know, then you you can't turn around and say, Okay, now I need you to be exactly who you are within that box. He didn't say that exactly. I'm I'm sort of ad hominem here. But um uh, you know, it it's uh it was really nice to hear that from my dad, who had by all means been given given what is essentially a conservative upbringing if not you know centrist right uh for him to say that out of his own volition even you know i i didn't like have to explain it to him and or or and i i didn't have to you know tell him like oh you know the you know pronouns are important or whatever he he just figured that out by himself and i i think that's really cool um my dad's a really smart guy my dad is a very very smart man uh and uh, I I respect him a whole lot because you know he's not just smart and stubborn he's smart and adaptable. Um, like I said, uh, when I came out as gay, uh, which is that now evolved into pansexual and it's more just like I think I think the word for it is demisexual, where it's just like you you know you you become attracted to people you have emotional attachment to or something like that, um. I digress. Uh, when I came out, um, as what I said was gay back then, uh, without going too much into it. I, I, if Robbie's listening, I think he might be fucking rolling his eyes. Um, but uh, fucking, when I came out, when I was fifteen, I was riding in the car when uh, on my way back from school with my mom, and uh, I had I'd never been in a relationship before. Uh, and so, you know, my mom and my family always tease me about getting a girlfriend. Um, and, uh, my mom said, you, you know, talk to any girl. Cause I was like talking to my friend. I think her name was Jaden at the, uh, at the time. Her, her name is still probably Jaden unless something drastic has changed. Um, but, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I was talking to Jaden, uh, and my mom saw me talking as she picked me up and she was like, Oh, is that your girlfriend? And I was like, well, no, that was my friend Jaden. And she was like, Come on, Chase. Do you even like girls? And I was like, I don't know. And she, and then she, you know, because she was joking around. And then she was like, Chase, do you not like girls? Do you, do you like boys? And I was like, maybe. And then we were just kind of silent for the rest of the ride home. Um, I've told this story many times before, so there's an if you follow me on any other platforms, there's a likelihood you've heard it before. But uh, anyway, so my my parents didn't really talk to me for the uh, the rest of the day, and then you know I went to bed and. And then, uh, the next day, uh, at dinner, um, my dad said, hey, everybody, um, I just want you to know that, um, next Sunday, I don't think we're going to be going back to church, um, and, you know, we were like, hey, you know, why? And, uh, he said, um, I was, I was doing some thinking about what Chase said, and, uh, I was really thinking about what that means to me and my religion, uh the religion that I've known for 50 years. And I don't think my son can be wrong. So my religion has to be wrong. And for that reason, we are not going back to church. Um, And that's another, <laughs> that's another example of my father being just incredibly adaptable and forward thinking. Despite the fact, like I said, he'd, he'd, been, he'd been in that religion for 50 years. You know, despite the fact that he had every single reason, you know, and, and every single, you know, not reason, but every single rather uh, excuse to be sort of stuck in his ways and and un un you know unwilling to change. He didn't have to change. N- under no circumstances does did he have to give way and sort of learn because he you know he he's doing well for himself. He he doesn't need to. Uh, he doesn't need to adapt if he doesn't want to, but the fact that he did, the fact that he did, and I know that's a very low bar to clear, but um, the fact that he did it means a lot to me. It, it always has meant a lot to me. Both of my parents are very, very good people. I'm, I'm exceptionally proud to be their son. Uh, and whenever anybody says you remind me of your parents, I, I take that with stride because I, I, if I'm, if I'm like my parents, then I'm obviously doing something very right. Uh, my mom has always been a very big artist. Um, she she's always dedicated a room in the house to her as her studio. Um, and she she's got a bunch of paint supplies and easels and, and stuff like that. And she she my my parents, they're not like we're not like millionaire. We're not a millionaire family. But, you know, my dad owns a company. So, you know, we're well off. You know, they're able to pay my tuition and I'm very grateful for that. Uh my tuition is five thousand dollars. It's not American tuition, God. If if it was an American tuition, I don't think they'd be able to pay it. But because it's a Japanese tuition of five thousand dollars a semester, um, they are they're able to help help me out. <clears throat> but uh my mom, uh, because they have that money and because they're empty nesters now, um, they can just they can just go out and, you know, travel the world. And uh my mom likes to go to like France and, and paint or, or or or, you know, Scotland or Italy. And uh I I think that's so sick. I I think that's awesome that you know she <laughs> has that she she is that creative and that she's that talented and she has that outlet because it brings her a lot of joy. And I think that's really really wonderful. I you know I I was saying all this great stuff about my dad. I, it all applies to my mom as well. Um my mom has always I think been the most progressive person in our family. Uh you know in in terms of like liberalism, I guess. Uh you know they they I've been talking about my my parents for like 10 minutes now I apologize for that but um if you ever wonder why I talk about you know like I call my mom on stream or whatever so much it's because I love them so much um but yeah no my 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 parents are great uh <laughs> anyway <laughs> Going back, sort of tra- tracking that back to my dad's great. Uh, when I came out, he was great. Uh, my dad says you can't put in people in the boxes. Uh, you can't. P- I I've been thinking about putting myself into the boxes of being a gamer. Uh, I I don't play the games that that like as much as other people. Going back to Res- uh, going back to Sea of Thieves. Uh, and so I played Sea of Thieves today. <laughs> uh, and then I got into bed and I jacked off and I took a nap and that was great. Uh, and I woke up around. I think six o'clock. I I I had a nap. the The nap was like at four o'clock, and I woke up back at I woke back up at six. Um, and I ordered um this little like bun thing. They called it a donut. It was like an Italian fried donut, and uh, it was full of like custard. I guess you could call it, but it tasted like it tasted like raw pancake batter. It it was really weird. Like the outside was like flaky and like crunchy. I don't know why I, I, I thought the onomatopoeia was necessary, Um or the sound effect rather. Onomatopoeia would be like crunch, but uh that was just, which is more of just a sound effect. Um, so the outside was fine, but the inside just tasted like way too, like it tasted like something that felt like it should have been baked, you know. Uh So I, I ate half of it, and I was like, you know, I don't have to eat everything that I pay for. You know I'm I, I I'm not doing great in terms of funds but I also am allowed to just not eat this if I really don't want to um and so I, I threw the other half of it away uh but I also got some fries from that place which is a bakery I don't know why they're selling fries uh but they were good as fuck the fries were like good as hell they were GNC as fuck dude uh, I'm gonna go pee real quick I'll be right back <laughs> Hi there. Uh, yeah, so the fries were like really, really good. Um, they were... Something that I've noticed um, is that as I've grown older, my palate has more grown more complex, which isn't to say like I like the things that I didn't like when I was a kid, but rather I'm able to enjoy the things that I liked more. Um, for example, I don't like tomatoes, and I never have, even as a kid, still don't. Never liked eggs, still don't. Um, but I do like French fries and I always have. Um, and I've, I've grown like, I've, I've grown the ability to like appreciate the taste of French fries more. Um, and the way that I've, that's sort of shown itself is in the way that I don't have to have ketchup anymore. Cause usually like before it was just like, Oh, French fries and ketchup, you dip the ketchup, in the, you dip the French fries and ketchup, and then you eat it and tastes good. And that's fine. That's still fine. But I've actually i I don't think i've I don't think I've dipped French fries in ketchup for like five years, you know. Um, and I've grown the ability, or developed I think that's the, that's the word I'm looking for when I've been saying grown. I've developed the ability to appreciate the flavor of the potato and like how much salt is on it and the type of oil they use and. You know how long it was deep fried for, and like if the potatoes were if, if this is like a natural cut po- uh, French fry or if it's like a shaped French fry out of like uh, potato dough or whatever the fuck. Um, you know, so <clears throat> I uh, you know I, I, that's something that's something I would encourage you to do. If you if you don't if you if you eat French fries and you only eat them with ketchup, I would very heavily heavily encourage you to try to eat them plain. You know. Uh, it's not a, it's not a, it, it is not out of necessity that I do it. I have two bottles of ketchup literally to my right. I can pick it up and here you go. That's a bottle of ketchup. Um, one of you, one of the two that I have, why they're right next to my desk? Well, it's hardly any of your business, but, uh, it's just because, you know, I, I, I think I like the salty flavoring of a potato by itself and I don't necessarily need the sweetness of ketchup to counteract that. But uh, yeah, so let's see. After that, I uh, I was on Discord and I was checking out my friends and what they were up to, and I, I checked up on the Discord speedrunning community, and uh, yeah, and that was that was pretty much uh, my day. Uh, after that, I, I I laid in bed for a little bit, and then I decided, you know what? I'll record I'll record a half-long podcast with only me since Jackson's out right now, just so we have something to put up. Um, and, uh, you know what? I'm glad that I did. We're reaching the end, the 30 second, uh, the 30 minute mark, which is what I was aiming for. And, uh, I was able to do- talk pretty consistently throughout. I, I really thought there was going to be some point where I was just struggling to come up with something new to talk about, but you know what? It turns out when you're having a conversation and you're really following a flow of conscious, like a stream of consciousness, then you can typically follow that thread to the very end. And, uh, you know what? I'm happy that I did. So, hey everybody. This has been Liars for Hire. Uh, thanks so much for listening. We're going to be back again tomorrow with another Let's Play, probably, uh, I don't know. I, uh, <laughs> we've been both sort of really busy, so we haven't exactly had a lot of time to record, but uh, I'll try to pester Jackson about recording tomorrow, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to get something out. But until then, hey, uh, I've been Chase. You can find me at uh, twitter.com slash clown underscore depot, and you can also find me at twitch at clown underscore depot. And you can find Jackson, who uh, wasn't here today, at lumberjack2on on Twitch and Twitter. It's a Lumber Jackson, but the S in Jackson is a two because somebody took Lumber Jackson and uh, he's really upset about that. Reasonably so, because it's a great name. It would be nice if he could snag it. Anyway, uh, I will, uh, I'll see you all later on. Have a great night. Bye.